Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Wow. You know that hijackles, those relentlessly difficult, toxic people I talk about, the ones with narcissistic tendencies or sociopathic tendencies, they want to have control over you. They need to win. They will do anything to be right. And they have mind games that they play that will confuse you, light you up, gaslight you, and leave you wondering if your head is on straight. We're going to talk about 10 mind games narcissists play to confuse and gaslight you today. Stay tuned. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome. If this is your first time here, I'm so glad you found me. And if you are returning, I'm so glad you found value and you returned. It's a difficult and confusing road, isn't it, to walk with a hijackal? A hijackal of any stripe. And for those of you who may be new, hijackal is my trademark term for the people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, status, and control. Does that sound like someone in your life, maybe a parent or a partner, a boss or an ex or a sibling? That's what happens. They are dedicated to winning and winning, and winning, and being right in all circumstances, and taking responsibility and accountability for nothing, except things that make them look very, very good. And you've probably noticed that tendency. So today I want to talk about these 10 mind games that hijackals play to confuse you and gaslight you, because they can be very subtle. They're not always right in your face. You can't always quite put your finger on it. And if these are things that you need to know more about, you know, go to transformingrelationship.com. Lots of things there for you at my website. Or go to my YouTube channel for F-O-R Relationship Help, H-E-L-P, youtube.com slash for Relationship Help. Lots and lots of topics covered, but today I want to talk about these 10 mind games, and they all are part of the hijackal's need to win, absolute need to win. Now, I've said in other episodes how fragile these people are and how non-fragile they seem, but the way in which they're fragile is that they cannot, for a moment, take on any blame or any shame None of it. They will not. They will turn it on you. And I'm sure that you have had that experience because they are great twisters, aren't they? They twist things. You say something and all of a sudden they have twisted it to be about you and your fault. 
If you tell them that they behave a certain way, they will tell you that, no, that's you who behaves like that. That's what we call projection. So let's talk about those 10 mind games. The first one is the big one that I've talked about in many episodes is that tendency to all or nothing, black or white thinking. When you go to them with a problem, either you're going to get the best solution or the worst solution. Either they're going to say, I love you dearly, or you don't deserve to be stayed with. And I was talking with a client yesterday, and I have clients all over the world, and because I work with video conferencing, and, and she said, I got two texts from the fellow that she was hoping to restore a relationship with. She had two texts in the last week telling me that he can't do it anymore. He, you know, he's out of here. And each time it was over something silly, but it was a tactic in order to get her to leap with her heart and say, oh no, don't leave me. But she was wise. She understood the tactic. We talked about it a lot. And she just noticed it, that again, he was going to all or nothing thinking, no gray, no options, no gradations, just this or that, and they will be extremes, no middle ground. I love you, or I'm going to leave you. You're wonderful. I cannot bear you. There's nothing in the middle. No, <laughs> narcissists and hijackals don't understand that in the morning, I might love you to bits. At noon, I might wonder what you're thinking. And in the evening, I might be thinking, oh, I can hardly wait for you to get home. And that's all in a day. But for them, it's all or nothing. So that's a big one, all or nothing, black and white thinking. The second mind game that they play is that love bombing flattery business. You know, in the beginning, hijackals woo you by what we call love bombing. That means that they just read you like a book, give you everything that you want, say all the right things, get way ahead of themselves, telling you, I, I hardly know you, but I know I'm going to be with you forever. Um, it's just promise, promise, promise. And it's love bombing because the bomb goes off and then there's nothing left. And this love bombing flattery is, you know, they'll even go to lengths to, oh, we have such a special bond. Oh, well, the first time I saw you, I knew I was going to marry you. Let's move in together. Let's have a baby. Let's, let's, let's do all these wonderful things. And so this is a mind game because when you tell them that you don't like them anymore while they're behaving really badly, what do they do? Oh, all of a sudden they're love bombing again because they don't want you to have power of leaving. So it's very confusing. So it's important to know that the way a person is most of the time is how they really are. You know, many times I'm invited to be on summits and other people's podcasts, and they ask me at the end, do you have one word of wisdom to leave the audience with? And I say this, yes, my formula, A, B, B. Always believe behavior. And I share that with you here frequently. Believe the behavior. Don't care what they say. Watch the behavior. Their behavior is their belief. Same thing goes for you too. So if you're staying in a situation without any boundaries, you must believe that that's okay. 
and you can change that in a heartbeat. No, it's not okay, is it? And now you need to go and listen to the episodes on boundaries. Okay, so number three mind game that they play to confuse you. They say kind of, well, don't be different. You know, everybody's doing it. Or everybody who has money does this. Or it's kind of like teenage behavior, you know. Well, all my friends are doing it. And everybody else's parents allow it. And they try to cajole you into things like that. They don't want you to be different in the sense that they want to have control over you. And when you speak up and have your own mind, they want to tell you, no, you're being different than everybody else and you should join the pack. Sound familiar? (laughs) Okay, here's another one. Number four, they tell you convenient non-truths. Convenient half-truths too. So they'll tell you something that is based in fact And then the second half of what they tell you will be completely made up. And the whole idea is to get you to be shaking your head like, well, there's some truth in there. Um, Maybe I should buy it all. Doesn't feel quite right. But, well, yeah, that is true. And there's where the confusion comes because they make up what it means and they deliver it. And any time a hijackal tells you what you think or feel or need or want or interprets life on your behalf, that's gaslighting. That's them defining your reality. So when they tell you a convenient half-truth and then they put their spin on it, that can leave your head spinning, right? Because it's plausible. That is what happened in the beginning. However, that's not the way it turned out. And how did, how did you figure that out? <laughs> and then if you ask them questions about it, they get very, very defensive. And how dare you question me? Are you saying I don't know what I'm talking about? You know, they get very defensive. And then you, you feel like, oh, dear, did I offend them? And that's what they want you to feel. And so then you maybe stop asking questions or you decide that, oh, it doesn't matter that much. I'll believe them. Or you're just too tired. And you can't fight about it anymore. So, all right, whatever you say. And that leaves you without a clear way to think about that particular issue or that particular memory or event. It's very confusing. So this convenient half-truths, or even outright lies, they weave them into the conversation. They hope you won't check. They hope you won't think about it. They want you to swallow it whole. That's what they do. Are these things sounding familiar to you? Are you sitting listening and nodding? Yep, that happens to me. You know, I've been with hijackals. I've been the whole route. I was raised by them. Of course, I married one. I I had to divorce. I co-parented. All of those things. And I attracted other hijackals. So I know this stuff from my own life. And then when I went for help, there, there wasn't anybody to help. They didn't get it. They didn't see it. They weren't living my life, and they hadn't experienced it, and they couldn't help. And so that's why I devote my time to helping, so that you won't be in that situation of having someone not understand what's going on. So far, we've got all-or-nothing thinking, love-bombing flattery, don't be different, do what everybody else does, 
and convenient half-truths. So let's move on to other mind games narcissists play, hijackals play. The I'm just kidding, you're too sensitive game. So they say something which is exactly what they wanted to say and they deliver it exactly the way they wanted it. And it lands on you and you're hurt or you're bothered by it or you know it's not true and you speak up. And then you get one of those two responses. Oh, you know, I was just kidding. They weren't. They weren't at all. They were trying to see if it would fly. But they tell you they were just kidding. And then maybe you don't have the energy to pursue it because it happens so often. But you have to notice it. Or maybe you get the other response. Oh, you're too sensitive. You know, get off it. Somehow they're speaking uh, something insensitive and nasty is your fault. And of course, everything's your fault anyway. You know that. So it's not a surprise when things come back to being your fault. But they play this, I'm just kidding, or you're too sensitive cards in order to make it your fault that you are not accepting the way that they see life and the way they deliver it and their insults confusing, right? I mean, it's crazy making. So number five, nope, number six, generalizations and cliches. They like to throw things at you, you know, like you're such a loser and nobody likes a loser, you know, or you're way too sensitive and that's just not going to get you anywhere in the world. Or you can't take a joke. You know, they, they do these general things that they hope will put you in your place or make you back down or make you feel far less than they are because they want to be the king of the road and the queen of the, of the passages. So they need to um, make these dismissive statements so they will use generalizations and cliches and they will try to just throw them at you and usually then walk away because that's the way hijackals roll. They are hit and run drivers. They throw something at you and then if you look even for a moment as though you're going to respond in the negative, they walk away. I'm sure you've had that experience. Now, another way that they light you up and gaslight you is that they will do a smear campaign. That means that they will go to your friends or your coworkers or your family and they will say, you know what I have to put up with? You know, it's okay. I can handle him or her. But, you know, it's tough. But, you know, they're just not doing very well. They're not able to deal with life. And, you know, well, I'm taking care of it. Or they will start a lie going around. And it will be so devastating for you to hear it. And the idea is to make them look good and you look bad. And for no good reason often, except that the hijackal needs to validate themselves. And so they want to be the one that's believed, the one that's right, the one that has a definitive and last word. And so they do smear campaigns. And if you decide to leave them, they do smear campaigns on steroids. 
because they need to have their story, their narrative of what you are and what the relationship was front and center. They're not going to leave that up to anybody else to decide. They're going to tell the story and they'll rush around and tell everybody and they'll go on social media. And I know that this is a big thing, but so many times people say to me, should I block them on social media? And if you're leaving them, the answer is yes, of course. I know it's hard. You want to know what they're saying. You want all of that. But it's a re-wounding. We'll talk about that another time about leaving. But this smear campaign business is so hard on you because it leaves you without people in your corner. And that's the whole idea to make your friends and your family into their allies as quickly as possible and leave you out in the cold or at a minimum have people doubting you. And it can be very isolating. But that's what hijackers do. They want to isolate you and marginalize you. They like to keep you at home. They like to keep you under their thumb. They want to know where you are all the time. You know, one big hallmark of a hijackle is they call you all the time. Where are you? What time are you coming home? Why did it take you five minutes longer? And that kind of personal surveillance is just insanity. But they do it. And they want to make you wrong. That's the whole point. And then when they make you wrong, they'll turn it into a smear campaign and tell everybody how wrong you are. And that's a mind game too. And it is, like I said, so devastating and isolating. Because there you are. Maybe you left the hijackle. You're out on your own, but everybody's looking at you sideways. Because the hijackle has told them things about you that are not true. Now, number eight mind game is this business that I spoke of a little earlier. And that is plausibility. They are great spinners of tales. They will tell you anything and they will have enough truth in it to make it plausible and hope that you'll buy it or at least confuse you long enough that you won't respond and they get away with it or exhaust you from having done it so often so that you don't even care when they do it. And that's a really large red flag. If you get too exhausted to respond before you lose all your energy, get some help. Let's talk. You know, I offer a one-hour full session to new clients for only $97 so that we can see what's up and see what would be the best next steps. If that interests you, go to beaclient.com. Beaclient.com and we can talk. Because I don't want you to get exhausted, so exhausted that you can't even get your head around things. I don't want you to be in anxiety and chronic stress to the point where you get some symptoms of autoimmune disease. It's gone too far at that point. So when this person, this hijackle, is starting out and giving you stories that have plausibility in them that they could have happened. It has enough truth in it that you, you wonder and it makes you stop and think and then you wonder if you're getting it wrong, if there's something wrong with you and you're not understanding, right? How many times have I had people who have been with flagrant hijackals write to me and say, oh, now I'm afraid I'm the one who's a hijackal. There you go. They got you on plausibility. They've got you second-guessing yourself. 
and they continue with their crazy making ways because this plausibility this okay it could have happened or maybe they really do think that or maybe that really is the way that that they saw the the event yeah maybe it is but it doesn't mean that you have to see it that way or believe what they say and you know they like good people who will believe them and give them the benefit of the doubt and that's wonderful and in healthy relationships that's a great thing but when you start seeing this pattern over and over and over not a great thing so if you find that you're being caught in the plausibility trap with a hijackal just enough to be believable and then you start second guessing yourself and now you're not involved with the hijackal's line of thinking and they get what they want big thing to think about that was number eight and number nine is they love 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 to exploit your vulnerabilities have you ever had this time when the hijackals love bombing or the hijackals calm and having a happy time and you finally get the loving that you want and they're cuddled up and you're talking and you're having an in-depth conversation which you've longed for, an intimate conversation and maybe you, you feel safe and you tell them something about yourself, some little vulnerable thing and you hope it's going to draw them closer. And then five days later, you're at a dinner party and the hijackal needs to be the center of attention. And what do they do? They announce your vulnerability. <clears throat> they tell everybody, oh, you'll never guess what's up with her. That happens. And then they exploit your vulnerability. So if you're afraid of the dark, they'll make sure that you're in the dark and they do things to scare you. They will exploit your vulnerability. If they know that you are afraid of heights, they will have a special surprise and take you to the tallest tower in the world and hope that you will look over the edge. You know, it, it, they just want to have power over you in every way. And so it's very important not to be sharing vulnerabilities with a hijackal. Once you realize these patterns and traits and cycles that they have and you listen to some episodes and really get it you will realize that ah I'm not safe sharing anything with this person they're going to use it as a weapon against me they'll turn my words they'll tell other people things that aren't true so you are going to get more and more keeping things to yourself more and more neutral yeah yes yes let's talk about the weather you know, and if you're planning something on a particular day and it rains, that'll be your fault too. But don't share vulnerabilities and fears with them. Don't get caught in that moment when they're love bombing you and then you think you've finally broken through into some kind of emotional intimacy and then the next thing they are using it as a weapon against you because that's a mind game that they play, exploiting your vulnerabilities. And number 10 is the big, big, big one. Happens with every single kind of hijackal in every kind of relationship. And that is they play on your emotions. They are masters at doing this. Whether they're male or female, and they're just as many female hijackals as male hijackals. They just come in a little bit different outfit. But they will play on your emotions. 
they will say, if you loved me, you'd do this. If you really cared for the kids, you would do this. If you really wanted us to behave as a family, you would go along with what I want. And they exploit again. They exploit your fear. They try to push you into guilty feelings. Now, let me say something about this guilt business. I have a really strong opinion on this, and I'll share it with you. It might help you. I think guilty is a verdict. You did or you didn't do something. But guilty is not a feeling. It's a manipulation. If you're guilty of doing something, you can say so. But to feel guilty is somebody manipulated you into feeling less than, to feel like you're wrong all the time, to feel like there is no mercy for you. Watch out for that one. So they'll also play on emotions of obligation, like you should, a good person does, a wife does, a husband should, you know, all of that kind of thing. They're always making pronouncements about the shoulds of life. And they make promises they don't keep. That's how they play on your emotions. Yeah, sure, we'll do that. Let's do it on Friday. That'll be great. And then you do all the preparation for Friday, and then they say, I never said I'd do anything. That's a manipulation to play on your emotions. And another big one. Have you noticed this? That hijackals demand your loyalty, but they don't give you loyalty. It's a one-sided equation. You know, I do a lot of graphics, and I have graphics on this. And if you enjoy that kind of thing, you want to look at the graphics, you want to share them with your social media friends, go to facebook.com slash hijackals. Facebook.com slash hijackals. And you spell hijackals, hijack, A-L-S. And you'll see all kinds of things that you can share with your friends or in groups that you belong to, to let other people have ways of understanding this. And in particular, the one that brings it up is this loyalty one because they demand loyalty and they make you wrong if if you're not loyal to them. But they'll badmouth you or smear you in a moment, in a heartbeat. They have no loyalty to you. And you really need to notice that. So there's some things, 10 mind games, narcissistic hijackals play to confuse and gaslight you. And now we've shed light on it. So let's not let them be doing that anymore. Let's understand that. Don't call them out on it. No, 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 no. We don't poke hijackals. Don't call them out on it. But know it. Just say to yourself, oh, there it is. There's a smear campaign. There's a convenient half-truth. There's him or her telling me, well, I should go along with it because everybody does. There's the all-or-nothing thinking. And as you observe those things, you have to ask yourself, is this okay with me? How am I going to respond? The best way to respond is neutrally. You just observe their behavior and decide if you want to be around it. Decide if it's good for your children to see. And then you make your own plans. But there's no percentage in poking a hijackle. Don't tell them that you think they're a narcissist. Don't tell them how awful you think they are. Just observe it and make up your own decision what to do. And if you need help, as I told you, I'm always available for you by video conferencing wherever you are in the world. Go to beaclient.com. 
And until we talk again, go over and visit transformingrelationship.com. I have a new thing starting. Five days a week, I'm going to be doing a video. So you might want to go over to that YouTube channel for FOR Relationship Help and subscribe so that you will get those 15-minute videos five days a week. And that'll be starting soon. They're called Hijackal Hacks. You can say no to coercive control. So lots for you. I hope this has been helpful. And I hope that it will cause you to wake up and hear those things actually coming at you. And then in your head and in your heart, say, "Mm -mm, not having that. That's not going to go down and my children aren't going to see that. So I need new strategies to try here or I need help and clarity to move away from here. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm so glad you were here. I'm always happy to share time with you. And remember, treat yourself so well because you matter. Talk soon. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at For Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.